What's going on, guys? Welcome back into the Fortress of Comicitude podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Aaron. I'm Kylie. This is a top five episode. It's a show we do once in a while where we pick five things and talk about those things in a list that's somewhat orderly. Not really. <laughs> As Mary adjusts my microphone. Mary, yeah. what topic did we pick this week um, for our top five? Single issues. Top five single issues. Which means they're just, you know... No, ri- no, no, yeah, no rings on their fingers at all. What? Right? what? No rings on their. <laughs> oh, I got it. It's all coming together. Tired. To highbrow. Oh. My humor's a little too highbrow for me. <laughs> well, she's drinking her white claw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's classy. So yeah, yep. we're th- this one. Uh, I think was probably more challenging than other ones we have done, but it still wasn't that bad for me. Oh, isn't that good for you? It wasn't bad, but I know I've missed so much. Oh, yeah. This, yeah, this, yeah, I've missed I, a lot. This is one that probably required more time and research than I was able to give it. If I, I, if I would have had the time hour. to sit and pull out all my boxes and just oh, kind of Lord. flip through every issue, it'd be a totally different list. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Aaron, yeah. did you struggle? I did. I did an hour, maybe. A little over an hour, probably. And uh, like panicking, I, like running everywhere, like run downstairs, the house, upstairs. And uh, it's computer. not. I. It's definitely not a full list, but it's what I have, and we're gonna go with it. Well, I gotta give the ladies credit because there was a part of me that thought it was gonna be Kylie and I showing up with lists. <laughs> <laughs> I. I seriously, Mary? the way Aaron's been working this week, I figured it would really? be like you just go with. That. You're not gonna say anything about I, that, Mary. I didn't. What was that? It was a responsible. I'm saying that I'm, ge- I'm giving. You guys credit because there was jerky. a part of me that that thought it was just going to be Kylie and I that even had a list. Was that an option? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm with Mary on that one. Yeah, I could go off Twilight Zone. Yeah, work is going to just get tougher and tougher, and so yeah, I did it. Um, it's not like the most well-rounded I was list, surprised but I enjoyed it. I like my list. Rules for this are pretty simple: single issue comic book. Um, you know, I, I I think we we play pretty fast and loose with this one. There's some stuff that you know it's like some people would maybe consider a single issue that others wouldn't, but we're all we're gonna kind of let it fly. Killing Joke was one we talked about that I guess technically is it was a, it was but, a but, single but, issue. For it me, is it's, a never, it's never felt like one. So and, I and I get that I get that from your age group. I can see you have only ever seen, seen it in, in, a, in a trade in a yeah, collection okay. or a hardcover. When, yeah. when I was a kid, they were on like. The third printing at that yeah. point in the comic shops. I think I have a second or third printing of it. So, yeah, guys, and mine is not in any order. It's not best to worst or worst what? to best. Yeah, that's no. the whole point of the list. Mine's also kind of like that. Yeah, I'm all like, guys, the See, what man. I, I know. Well, I heap he praise <laughs> on them. Like, well, hold on, we didn't do it. <laughs> I'll give <laughs> reasons. Well, I mean, how I have do you, reasons? I have reasons. <laughs> going to, it's too hard. Everything to me is like not a one to five. It's just enjoyable. 
Mine, mine I'll, I'll usually make the list, yeah. and then I'll go through and number it. Sometimes I'll go through and number it again, and then I'll do off to, okay, here's the number. This yeah. is the, yeah. So I, yeah. I do spend time yeah. figuring out that. Number. I spend way more time, I think, on the numbering than I do on getting sad. the five. Pro- I, yeah, sad I would agree. Sad little men. No, sad. we're responsible little men. Sad little men. <laughs> I like that I like the, the littles don't probably have an issue with. Like, little's fine, but goddamn, we are responsible. <laughs> Oh. Damn straight. Mary, we're going to start with you. <gasps> okay. What is your number five? My number five is going to be Ice Cream Man number seven. Ooh. It's, I think it was called like my my little poltergeist, I think is what it was. Um, I like it. It's my number five. So you could pick any of the Ice Cream Man ones because you could read any one of them without having to read any previous ones, obviously, because it's a uh, anthology. Anthology. I forgot the word. It's like omnibus. <laughs> That's not Omnithology. what it was. Maybe someday. <laughs> uh, but this one, I really like this one. It's about a little girl trying to cope with the death of a friend. Um, oh, okay. I remember that issue. And it's the one that we have framed up there. Oh, yeah. Mary owns a page from that issue. The yeah. potato peeler. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, pota- oh. the potato peeler. That sounds so weird out of context. <laughs> he's got it. He's going to lick that potato read, too. Read he's, Ice Cream Man gonna... number seven and you'll understand. All right. Kay. It's uh, mm-hmm. obviously uh, W. Maxwell Prince and Martin Morazzo. Yeah. Are you wanting me to tell the creative teams? Because I did for I'm all mine. I had oh! mine all written down. I haven't had the name of I know the stories. The other three. Well, I know all I of them. Too, Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I know all of them. All right, Aaron, your number five, or your <laughs> your like, first one of your list, do. since they're not okay. ranked. So my first one on the list is one of my favorite comics I started picking up way back in the day. Um, it is called Blade of the Immortal, uh, 1996, issue number one. I mean, issue number 20. It's called Rin's Bane, part two. Bane. Masak... It's... Oh, my God, I'm going to pronounce the name wrong if I try to say it. That's okay. Thank you. Anyways, uh, Blade of the Mortal, it was, I think it first came out as a Dark Horse book. And then it moved it's into... It's always been Dark Horse. Has it? Okay. Because I didn't know if it moved into the manga style. But, so, uh, no, they did... It is manga, but... It's manga, but this is one that they were actually translating into English, so they were taking the time to... Flip the book. Flip the book around, which isn't just... It isn't a normal process when they do that. It takes a lot of time because they have to flip the the bubbles around and everything. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of time. So... I even brought up the creator's name. I'm still not going right to say to it. Is it left to right as well? Is it so exactly. You have to read it's it. Uh, is it H- Hirokai Samura? Yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, uh, that's I probably not it. it. We're sorry if if it's yeah. completely wrong. But um, they did release it in single issues here in America yeah. for quite a while, and then they finally said at yeah. some point, like this is too much work work to do it this way. We're going to. They're still. They were still going to do it. Flip I think it. left to right, they were still going to flip it, but they were going to release the rest of it in, in trade, paper trade paperback form. Oh, okay. So it was kind of like, I mean, it's a different form. I'm used to Sanctuary, the artist who did uh, Sanctuary. She also, he did Maya, Maya the, the Psychic Girl. Yeah, I can't. Oh, I know his name. It's something, but it's very <laughs> deep, dark lines. It's not manga-ish as in big eyes. It's very beautiful. It's almost like... um. Aaron I again actually, with the black and white. 
Well, Sanctuary Aaron really likes black and white. Yeah, well, no, it's it's the medium we were in all the time. But Sanctuary, I would think it's... We're it's, old. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't we know. didn't have color when you we were kids. You guys are yeah. that old. Well, Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's say the book Sanctuary TV was, was more professional. And then I would say Blade of the Mortal was just stunning and beautiful. Like, you guys are making it sound like awesome. you were born in like 1924. You know what? I couldn't even get any booze. <laughs> well, you're in the pro. <laughs> the reason I chose this particular one, it's part two of Rinsbane, but this one is the young character. She's probably about, I want to say 17, maybe 18. Um, it's this moment where she has this idea of revenge and she believes it's so black and white. The idea of like, I have to kill the person who killed my family kind of thing. And at this particular instance, she runs into the man who instigated the revenge. And it's this conversation of reality that comes into play where here is this hot-headed individual who comes in and now she has to really think of the consequences of what her revenge means. Mm -hmm. And the book, the series, this is only 20, so it goes on for quite some time. So How long is it? Oh. You went into like 130-something? Oh, no, damn. I think it's Hell up there. Run. Yeah, it's up yeah. there. For, for a manga, I mean, they go on forever. They do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this one, I, I don't know. I'm like, looking for... Naruto volume 269. I'm looking for One Piece volume 864. But it was the, uh, it it was that moment in, you know, 1996. I was, what the hell was I doing? I I was high school. I was graduating high school. But it's a totally different art kind of style that I was going into in the comic book. And I really identified with the fact that it was a moment in time where you realize things aren't as easy as they appear. You can't make a decision that doesn't affect more than one. And it's beautiful, like stunningly done. That's so. one thing I can say about us growing up with the comics. There's There was that almost underground, like you had the Marvel and DC. Yeah. But you had that. You had those indies weird, that no one knew know. about. And you had like cool shit that you're like oh my that's god why this I is amazing so much black and white shit because it was cheap <laughs> well no even back then it was very expensive and it's just like d discovering that stuff younger gotta adjust like, for inflation tyler yes when i read uh yes. punk rock jesus it was a quarter by, now it'd be uh, four Murphy, dollars the guy who did uh white knight <laughs> yeah sean gordon Murphy. um when i read punk rock jesus again black and white it, that it brought back that those feelings of like you just found this weird indie book on the yeah. shelf and it was just so well, different and like, oh, my God, this wouldn't be printed by. Well, and I think I guess maybe a lot of the black and white is I think color was so expensive to print in color. So that's what I meant when I said yeah. it's cheap. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of the a lot of the indie books did. Yeah. Go oh, yeah. Choose it because it's like, yeah, I cut some well, of the and it was to... kind of interesting. I brought up to Kylie, you know, there is a book called uh, Books the of Crow. No, the book's Ballads. Oh, yes. Um, and it was done by Charles Vest, one of my favorite. Um, this guy is a beautiful artist. And he's like, well, it's not a single issue. And I'm like, I'm someone's not trying. Wow. Are you just squeaking? Listen, everybody. Listen. That's the one you usually use. I don't know. Keep talking. We have a chair incident. Anyways, it was gorgeous, but I incident. it was. It was the first. Oh ooh, my god! He was so forceful. He was like, "Screw that chair!" Oh, I love it. it was one of those moments where I never seen any artwork like that, and he's really working the chair now, guys. No, dude, don't do it. You're gonna. How's that? This doesn't work with this chair. Not gonna be but you're right, Kylie. There was those. Responsible man. I think you guys could probably still have it now, but you'd have to. 
Now, if you're going to buy a book, it's like either trade paperback or you'd have to go out on a limb, right? Are you talking about like black and white? Well, no, just trying something new and finding something interesting. Back then, you would find a single issue and you were attracted to it by the cover and you pick Mm -hmm. it up. It was a buck ninety nine or something, and you wanted to see what it's like. Now, I think Mm -hmm. people are such. A lot of shops don't carry some of those books yeah. as much anymore because it's all guaranteed up, like what they think they can sell. Exactly. Right. You know? And so you'd have to find like Nightflight at the time would just have just different things. And I don't know. But if you guys have a chance, Blade of the Immortal, I really enjoyed the book. Walking Dead was another one of those that very, was kind of uh, felt very indie. It was black and white. And speaking of Walking Dead, they're, they're reprinting all of the issues now. All in color. Why? Interesting. Because to, just try to get people to, to buy them twice. Oh, yeah. 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 So they're going to do issue one, yep. two, three. They're oh. doing it all again, but they're colored. They're Interesting. I don't know. I feel like that's the... It's a good issue to just be black and white, right? The yeah. whole series. Yeah. I feel like that's like it. it's... Uh, I can see doing them in trades in color, but not in single the They're doing single, it's called it Walking is. Dead Deluxe. They're putting oh, them there. Yeah, I think yeah. they're niche. starting in October. That's ridiculous. So, Kylie. Sorry, Kylie, you're number five. You? My number five. Oh, number five. Number five. I don't have years, sadly. but uh, oh, I oh, I didn't either. This God. one is uh, Ultimate Spider-Man issue 67. Oh, for a second, I thought you were stealing it. Oh, no. Ultimate Spider-Man 67 by Bendis and Bagley. Nice. Oh, yeah. The... A uh, story is called Jump the Shark. <laughs> um, it's the uh, issue where Wolverine and Peter Parker do the Freaky Friday switch the oh, bodies. Yeah, yeah. And it's just awesome. It's good, good fun. Trying to see. I just, the, the vivid memories of that is Wolverine trying to. Did you go back and read any issues for this podcast? Because I, I, I did. There was a few that I was like, oh, I feel like I need to reread this to know. To know for sure if it's on the list or not, there was a couple that I was like, I, oh, yeah. If I did that, I would have gone down a huge oh, wormhole. Yeah. We would have put this off for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, that's, why, that's what makes Comixology so great. You just like search the issue number, boom, there it is. Read that real quick and then be done with it. We're not all cool and hip with the Comixology. Yeah, we're not cool and hip. <laughs> not not uh, doing it in order one through five or five through one. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man so is, is one of the it best was, comic runs of all time. And it was written I, by Bendis? Yeah. Bendis. Oh, yeah. Bendis. And Mark Bagley did a majority of it. I think Stuart Inman did some they of it were all the end, right? Near the end. After they hit their after they hit the record. Yeah. Like, okay, Bagley, take a break. But yeah, just Wolverine trying to and web was like never and late on that book, really. Hardly ever. No, too. and that, sometimes that was coming out twice a month. And they, it was... Bagley. And, they, that is and right, you'd that read that and it was like... Late. Nothing, nothing ever Ultimate felt like twist. the writing never felt like it was faltering. Yeah. The art always was top quality. Prime Bendis. Was, and then there's no such thing as Prime Bagley. There's just Bagley. <laughs> I, and I want to say this is around the time, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it was when Kitty and Peter oh, were dating yeah, around that, that time. Love that. That was, that was good stuff. But yeah, that's my number five. Is that around Clone Saga too? Ooh, that I don't. For sure. Okay, Ultimate Clone Saga is actually pretty sweet. All, all the Ultimate stuff. Is, Bendis is was like, good. I can, I, I can redeem that. That's a, that's a, that's a top quality book. The, oh, yeah. the whole. I way thought through. they. Uh, I can't believe those omnibuses well. aren't in print. Or, yeah. They yeah, only did one. They never even finished. Yeah, it. they did one, and then I think they came and did a couple of miles. Um, yeah, omnibuses. No, but they never why? Why is there not like the, a three omnibus set of Ultimate Spider? Because they're. It's, they never finished that? Do you not want money? Mm. Like, what the hell's the matter with you? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what mm. happened there. They did one omnibus that's got, like, the first 40 issues in it. 
And then it's like, cool. Where's Volume Two? Never did. Never, never. never did. And then Volume I didn't was know that. years ago too. Yeah, that and Volume One's years way ago. out of print. You can't even get it. Yeah, you best. Because that's Marvel. Fuck you. What they is your number men. five? They are not at all responsible <laughs> men. Uh, my number five. Um, lot, uh, a lot of people, especially listeners of this podcast, for a while know that I'm a big fan of Tom King's Mr. Miracle series. That this one was really tough because. You could make a case for any of those 12 issues to be on a list like this if you wanted to. You re- you really could. Like depending on what argument you wanted to make. I chose issue 4. Uh so Mr. Miracle issue 4 by Tom King and Mitch Garrett's. Uh this issue I really like because um at this point in the series uh, I don't know how familiar anybody is with with Mr. Miracle and the New Gods. It's kind of a loaded thing, but uh there's there's a good planet and a bad planet. It's basically like a heaven and hell thing. There's New Genesis and then there's Apocalypse. High Father is this guy that's kind of like the god allegory that runs New Genesis. He is died. He's died, and Orion is the the son that's now taken over for High Father, and he's you know kind of an asshole because he's technically Darkseid's kid. Um, and uh, Mister Miracles has all these accusations of treason and and everything else. So they they put him on a trial, but they they have the trial in. Uh, Scott Free's apartment, and so like uh, Orion shows up, and a couple like the New Genesis guards show up, and uh, basically the way Orion does it is like I'm judge, jury, executioner. Basically, the only one you have to convince is me, and like he gives him this like intense line of questioning, and almost the whole issue is just just dialogue. It's just people sitting in a room, and they have kind of this running joke about a veggie tray, where it's like, well, because but because uh, <laughs> Mister like Miracle issue. is is married to Big Barda, who used to be one of the female Furies on apocalypse um and she's like well if they're coming here for the trial we should at least put out something <laughs> like, like they're, they're coming to like sentence me to death it's like well yeah we gotta have something like yeah. we'll, we'll oh, pick food, up a, pick yeah. up a veggie tray at least and so like they're sitting there and like every once in a while ryan will grab like a carrot and like chew on it so <laughs> it, it, it's pretty funny but like a lot of the the dialogue gets pretty intense especially because at the, at the beginning of the series mr miracle attempts to take his own life and that's kind of the the overarching thing that goes through the whole Aww. through the whole story that's like here's this guy that can escape anything can he escape life can he escape death kind of a deal um so yeah mr miracle number four i, I don't want to get too much into it because it's still a fairly it's a fairly new mm. book i don't want to like spoil too much of what the book is but the the majority of the issue is him on trial having to defend himself and defend what he's being accused of doing so i like that issue yeah mr miracle number four Check it out. It's sweet. Mitch Garrett's is amazing. The whole book's done in the nine-panel grid, which you know I love. I was wondering. I was like, mm-hmm. all of Mr. Miracle's done in nine-panel grid, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Always nine panels. Oh, yeah. He loves the nine panels. I do like the nine-panel grid. If anybody yeah. could guess. But I, I, I've I've seen it. You want to win, Tyler? Over I've seen it used ineffectively. <laughs> so like, I don't I don't mean to do it like, oh, if you do it, I'm you gonna like it. Like, it has to be good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that, there's a way to do the nine panel grid to work. I've seen it used ineffectively. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> Mary, what's your number four? Number four. Number four is number four. <laughs> what is that? Are you what is that from? Know. Why do you say it like that? I don't know. I don't Why know not? either. Why you question? Yeah, I don't know. I always think of Codename Kids Next Door whenever we say number five and number four. You guys won't know it. You're too old. Yeah, sure. So I was thinking of like... They didn't even have print comic books. <laughs> Obviously. They didn't have <laughs> printed color. What's the yeah. number one what we remember? Gilligan's Island? No, it's the... It's the... Oh, crap. Now I've got the numbers off, but it's five. 
Eight, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three, four, five, five six, six, seven, eight, eight nine, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's Missy, right? I think so, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. One. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay, so my number four is going to be Lock and Key number one. Number one? Yes. Numero uno. Numero uno. It Um, is a good issue, though. I was thinking about another one, but one, I didn't know the exact number issue for it. (laughs) And and two... This is where Comixology comes in. I know, right? Comixology? (laughs) No, there's an S in there. Wait, let him have this. Well, also, one is the loneliest number. Well, it was a good issue. They say that two would be. Well, they say two can be as bad as one, (laughs) but it's the loneliest number. Oh, that was bad. That was real bad. And three can just go fuck itself. Oh, isn't that? I think that's so. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) This is a really good issue. (laughs) Well, it's a good issue in the sense that it packs a lot in in that first issue, and it sets a really good ground for. the whole series that comes after. Pretty much, if you read number one, you're going to know, do I want to continue or not? Pretty much. First, is- nice? first issues are hard. Like, yeah. First issues are really hard. Yeah. Uh, do you guys see question? Uh, well, that didn't come Question's up. not in Lock and <laughs> However, <laughs> do you believe that uh, more issue number ones would be top picks, or do you think various other mm-hmm. issues would be? If there's a lot of good number one issues out there, does that make sense? Like, if they can, it's kind of maybe one hit wonders, I guess, in music, but if they can yeah. slam out a number one, uh-huh. <laughs> really, Kylie? <laughs> but I was wondering if there's more... slam out number ones. I kind of just let them come this day. I think <laughs> number twos, I slam once in a while. But you know what I mean? Like, if they've I would agree with done you, yes. the yeah. right thing, it pulled the reader in, and that's kind of like your story. You think of that book more. A good yes. number one issue is truly for, an achievement. It really especially is. for like indie comics. I feel yeah. like your number oh, one yeah. is like the saga. One. Saga yeah. number one, like halfway through that book, Beautiful. I'm like, I am here. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Yep. So mine's that's my that's my number four. Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. Yes, Gabriel Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Aaron, your second one on your list. Thank you. Your number it's four. It's just number four, but it's not really a number four. Okay. So number four. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But it's awesome. Keep saying it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's a uh, Hellblazer freezes over number one sixty one. It was done in two thousand one by Brian Azario. God and damn it! I knew she was gonna say Azario. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, is she going to fuck up the name? Is she gonna, she's like, up. It was done by Brian Azaria. Yes! Yes! You guys are jerks. It's okay. It has, a, as, it has an A right there. Azario. Azarello. Well, there's no break between the AZ and the ZAR. It's Azarello. It's one. Fuck A. <laughs> it's okay. You're fine. Anyways. So, in about... Aaron would be the one to meet him and tell him what his name is. I know. <laughs> like, no, 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 you're wrong. No. <laughs> I remember people... Like, like Kramer and... What's her face? Susie? It's Susie. Susan. It's Susan. Susan. What did he call her? Yeah. Oh. Like um, Patty or something? No, not Patty. It's Susan. No. No. <laughs> well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I would say it right for them. So what happened was in Hellblazer, I was late to the game. And so it was a very 
well-known character. Everybody liked him. But for me, I didn't really start reading him until about... Probably actually until... Yes. Azarello started writing. Really? That mm. late into Well, it, huh? I think I was... She can it was... be taught. <laughs> Shut up, ass. They life. can learn. It was actually probably Tim Bradstreet covers that pulled my attention. Oh. And so what happened? Did you ever go back and read all of the stuff from the get go? Some of the Ennis stuff, but no, not from the get go. Oh. So this is where you have I a am. Journey ahead. I have is a this journey. black and white? <laughs> no, in her head. <laughs> in her head. It no, is. but it's very. <laughs> Everything in Aaron's head <laughs> looks like the Take on Me yeah. video. <laughs> take on me. No, it's actually not, but it is That's muted colors. It's Brian Azir. Wait, no. Azarello. <laughs> Who says? Who was the artist that works with him? I didn't write his Tim name. Tim Bradstreet. Did. No, that's the cover. The oh, um, artist that works with Brian. What's Az- the? What was the issue number? Azarello. Number sixty-one. One sixty-one. I was well, going to say sixty-one. Seems, if you that's Ennis territory. Have you ever read Brian A's work? What you'll you see <laughs> is that Brian A. Like he him. has a very an interesting writing style where he's. It's not convoluted because you know he's going somewhere, but he doesn't. He doesn't make it easy for the reader. He has all these like uh, nooks. Marcelo Frusin. Frusin. Don't know. F R U S I N. It's it's pretty. The artwork of this is pretty Mar- damn Marcello good. Marcelo But he has this way of writing a mystery that really you have to be super on it to actually find out where he's going. So the end issue is always like this I think, I think revelation. What it, how I would describe it is he doesn't treat you... Stupid. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't treat you like a stupid person. He just throws you in. Oh, yeah. And you just kind of have to go with it. And then near the I end, like the you're like... Though, yeah. He starts tying things oh, together. Like, it oh, it is. Oh. But show her the colors. It's muted. There was... Yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah. it's oh, I like that. Yeah, and so the story is dark, and he had, um, it's this, uh, in the middle of kind of nowhere, basically, he hits a diner, and it snows in, and then you, in Constantine, anything with Constantine, you know something's going on, right? Like, he just brings things with him. And so it's this uh, serial killer story. And so maybe that's why I liked about B. Brian A.'s work, is that it wasn't too magical in a way he had this hard gritty like almost crime stories where there was this magical part maybe it was like the devil's involved not the devil but maybe a few demons but it really was crime and i just this story for some reason it has stuck with me even when i read it like i even tell kylie we need to find that trade paperback because it was the colors tim bradstreet the story you guys should really Seriously, check it out. That's one that they need to collect in some. Oh omnibus. my god! They they just did a recent one of just the Garth Ennis stuff there, in an omnibus. They're not form. a Hellblazer on the Garth Ennis oh, one. Okay. They just came out with. They have like the big collected editions, but they're it was they like two hundred. Brian A. There is that his first. There was two hundred that, that he plus did. No, okay. it's okay. even before, run. and they so had one. It's called Hard Times. It's him in prison mm, with a uh, with a. Basically, as Arello's run it's on, called hard on uh, Hellblazer. Was oh, but it was so many people worked on Hellblazer. It's... It was, and maybe that's what's so cool about it is they built this character up based on other good art and writers because it didn't end. Like you had these Ennis and then Azario and then Mike Carey and then they just did such a good job. But for some reason, something about Azarello's style that was like 
gorgeous and it hit hard. <laughs> Brian A did good. <laughs> but the reason I chose 161 is it was a wrap up. It was like you got your you got ice cream and chocolate and all the candy you wanted Sprinkles. at the very end because he wrapped that shit up and you're like so yes, if you guys have a chance, really check it out. Kylie's number four. My do, number four do, do. is number four. That's it. That I was waiting for it. <laughs> um, written by Jason Aaron and oh. art by Mike Allred. Ooh. You mean A. A. Ron? A. A. Ron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wolverine and the X Men number seventeen. Ooh. What's that? Um, Thank you. It's a book. This this is the only issue of the series I've read because it was. Seriously, it it was. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm serious, I guess. Um, guess I'm serious. So the owner of the comic shop I worked at before liked this issue so much mm-hmm. that he bought me an issue and said, "You need to read this. This yeah. is amazing." And he is right. What, what's wrong? It just cracks me up because it's true. When you have that drive to make sure someone else reads something, I will buy you this issue so you can read it. That's, That's how I got the like you enjoy. Yeah. I think you I've enjoy only done something that like so one much or two and times you, you want to you well, have you somebody to enjoy it with. Yes. Like, I, I need someone to enjoy this with me. Yeah. Um, but it's called Wolverine Secret Weapon, okay. and it's a, if if anyone is are you guys familiar with the character Dupe? Yeah, the green no. blobby. He looks Duke? like Slimer. Like Duke. Futurama? No, no, no. Oh, that's. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He's like a he's like a, he's like a Slimer type character. He's okay. this weird green uh, blob kind of a thing. Um, but the story starts out with uh, the teachers at Xavier School saying, "We need he's just causing trouble. We need to get rid of him." And Wolverine's like, "No, he he does he does more than you guys know. We're not we're not getting rid of of Dupe." And then it's it's told through flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And it's like Wolverine coming to him, going, "Hey, I, th- th- back when the school's like getting getting built, and I don't know at what point because they've gone through so many destructions and rebuilds at this point." But he comes to him and he's like, "Hey, I want you to come work for us, and I need you to, um, because he's very smart. He's like, I need you to root out possible threats to the school and take care of them before they happen." And usually when you see Dupe, he's just kind of in the background. He's like laying down. He's being lazy. He's just he's just there. Uh, And this book just kind of flashes back and forth and it shows him going through and just crazy situations Mm -hmm. of him finding people that are going to do this or that and stopping them in ridiculous Mm -hmm. ways. Uh, and 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 it just kind of jumps back and forth through through, through flashbacks of these ridic- ridiculous things that he does to keep the school safe. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, it shows uh, Kitty Pride's teaching a class, and she's reading like the history of Xavier's um, people, and it's like 1652. It's a it's a relative of, of Xavier, and people from the future has come to kill him. And in the book, it's like this green man has come and and saved him basically and she kind of looks out and and dupes out on the lawn he's filled with arrows and he's just like laying on the lawn just like exhausted Mm -hmm. and you know you you come to realize that this person this was dupe back in you know saving say he's been around forever just doing all this shit saving stuff and so you just see him all the time he's just because he's out there kicking ass and no one knows it so that's why he's like, he's either just 
chilling and having a beer or yeah, he's just relaxing. He's yeah, he comes yeah. off as lazy. But exactly. He's just tired, and yeah. Wolverine knows. And this was the story where it's like, this is what Dupe does. Mm-hmm. And no one knows at all. And it was I like that Logan really knows. Good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well done, Kylie. Well done. Tyler. Tyler. Your number four. Wait, how do we four? say it? Yeah. Number four. Number four. There you go. Is that bad? <laughs> that was, that was it was little... it was different. Uh, <laughs> screw you guys. You made a choice. A choice. <laughs> a bad choice. Mr. F. I I'm not going there. I'm not even gonna try. What's your number four? My number four is uh not not only a great issue, but it's almost more on my list just because of the place that it kind of holds in my comic book reading, I guess. Um, and uh, it's another book that's that's fairly recent. The other ones are all older after this, but uh, that's uh, D- it's DC Universe Rebirth number one, which is I mean oh. there was the, all, there were there was only one, but the big giant one. Yeah, would the, you call that a single issue? Uh, yeah, Tyler. I mean, come on. It's a one shot. It's bigger than uh, Killing Joke. Just saying. That's true. He's thrown down, man. It's it's on here because I had been out of comics for a year or two. Partly, you know, with just my kids being born and everything, and you lose track of stuff. And, and also, just as the New 52 will continue to go on, I was reading mostly DC at that point. And I just wasn't really enjoying as much as the New Fifty Two as I had wanted to, and it was like, okay, well, you know, and then over time, it started just, out strong, and yeah, and then things just kind of fade out. Um, when they announced Rebirth, at first I was like, really, they're rebooting again? Didn't they just do this? You know what I mean? It was because the New Fifty Two is only five years ago at this point, and uh, the more you kept hearing about it, it's like, okay, well, Jeff Johns is doing it, you know, that Gary Frank's drawing the majority of the book, Ivan Rice draws some of the book as well. Um, like, hey, we're gonna launch it with this eighty-page one-shot. It's gonna be two ninety-nine. I was like, oh shit, two ninety-nine. Yeah, for an 80 back page then it's yeah, like, no, oh yeah. Was, all right, and I uh, even picked this thing up. And it was one of those things where, like, like we kind of talked about, like the first issue of Saga or like Lock and Key, where it's like immediately I was like, oh, this is like because it was kind of like here's the direction where DC is gonna be going for the next two years or so about. And it, I was just so into all of it, like everything they were setting up. I was like, oh, awesome. This is what we're. Oh, they're doing this. They're doing this and. They bring, you know, characters back from previous continuities and stuff and everything. And it was like to see Wally West come back was was a big deal because he'd obviously been gone throughout the New 52 and to have him come back and that him and Barry have a really emotional moment when, you know, they, he pulls him out of the Speed Force and everything. They set up the Watchmen stuff, which leads up to mm. Doomsday Clock and mm. that issue. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a great issue, but it's more on my list because that was the book that got me buying comic books super i mean for a while it was like i'd buy trades here and there and would read from time to time that was where i was like okay i'm back in on a weekly basis because i gotta see where the watchman stuff goes so i i read that and i i got the whole watchman stuff you look at that wraparound cover and it's like that jesus thing but it's dr manhattan's arm coming out of the clouds and um, I was I was excited. I'm like, because I was with you. I'm like, why are we? You just rebooted a few yeah. years ago. Why are we doing this again? And the whole Watchmen aspect was what I was excited. And I'm like, so I'm 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 into DC. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was Jeff Johns. Like within that week, did a did an interview. And he's like, oh, we're 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 not going to get to that for a couple years. And I'm like, oh well. You let me know when you get to that, yeah. and I'll start buying DC. <laughs> and it was awesome. Oh, it was. It was. Doomsday Clock was sweet. So, Jeff Johns is the man. So, yeah, Jeff Johns! D- DC Universe Rebirth, 
was it is awesome. That's and uh, it's it, like I say, it's just it's a good it's a book that holds a good place in in my life and my heart. So nice. We have our signed graded one from Jeff Johns. It's up on our shelf here and stuff. And it's and it's one of those things like I I just wanted that up there because like that that book holds a significant place because it's like you know this podcast probably doesn't exist without that book. Interesting. So. What was that? If I don't start, find if, it. if I don't start getting my ass back in the store again and reading and everything again, this podcast doesn't probably happen. So you know, there's a lot of things that uh, that book creates. Cause and Speaking effect. of creation, yeah. number three. Oh, okay, good Is transition. Like, well, well, three. It doesn't matter. I was a nice <laughs> transition. I should have ruined it. Mary's number three. Number okay. three. <laughs> okay, my number three is from my man Jeff Jones. Oh, now he's your man. My man. He's always my man. Always my man. And I I picked this because this issue kind of really like solidified my favorite rogue from the Flash Gallery. You and your Mm. rogues. I love the rogues. I love it. Um, I mean, if you have a chance, pick up the Flash from Jeff Johns. It's called Rogues. Uh, It goes through a bunch of rogues and it just tells you like little stories. Anyways, it's from there. Is it about the rogues? It's about the rogues. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that trade is out of I'm I'm certain that trade is out of print. How do you define rogues? It's his rogues gallery. It's his villains. Okay, just checking. Yeah. But his are the only ones that are actually called the rogues. Yeah, they're actually called the rogues. Yeah, they named themselves that. that They're kind of... They're villains. Anyway, so my favorite rogue is Captain Cold and it is the Flash uh, number... I think it's 182 called absolute zero mm. and it's about captain cold and it gives you an origin story of him and his sister who becomes golden glider and kind of what happens to them as they grow up and why mm. he becomes captain cold why he chooses to be captain cold. it's jeff johns is like retcon of it's yeah. like it's him be like yeah. okay let me kind of come in here with this goofy character that i really like that's this kind of cool. goofy 60s yeah. character and, and yeah make Kind of, a, kind of like Paul Dini did with, with Mr. Freeze in the animated or series. Or Bendis with Squirrel Girl. Let me make Squirrel Girl a babysitter. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if Squirrel Girl's ever been cool, but whatever. Uh, so, stuff. was the art and everything together awesome? Like, sometimes for me, that issue, everything pulls together. It's not just the writing, it's the art, everything. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, yeah, so, so it's, it's, it's certainly <laughs> the style of the time. Um, it feels very, yeah, like early 2000s. Early 2000s yeah, style. style. It's kind of um, dated. It's it, really good, no, though. it's not. Is that dated? Oh, sorry. It's uh, fairly dated, yeah. Well, I mean, if in, you look in, back in comic at it, art, styles change pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, if you look back at it, you can tell, like, this is an older one. And if you if you would look at like a new one, like if you looked at like Doomsday I mean, Clock, Kylie and like, Aaron oh, just see that there's color, and they're like, "This I has know. to be oh brand new." I was like, "Oh my god, this, this is, is so like new." 2020, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the Fresh one. Off the printer. <laughs> I I glanced at it um, as I was picking it, um, but this goes through. I, I already said he goes through why he becomes Captain Cold, and it's got his grandpa in it, and they came from an abusive household, and uh, it just gives you more story for that character to make you kind of like connect. But with does them it more. tell you why he's so cold? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, grandpa I kind of like it when they give like a, a real, not a realistic backstory because it's comics. 
But at the same time, there is depth and breadth so that you understand why you actually were drawn to that character before. Because mm-hmm. there's a reason you liked him even before someone revamped him, right? There and Jeff Johns like, is so good at that know, stuff, though, like taking these kind of old concepts, like, oh, let's let's reintroduce this character, but kind of modernize it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's Jeff Johns through, like, the 2000s when it was just everything knocking right out of the park. Yeah, so after reading that one, it solidified Captain Cold as being my favorite. Before that, it would have been Professor Zoom. Hmm. Which he would still be up there. Professor Zoom! No. It's Professor Zoom. Yeah. No, it's not the Zoom! (laughs) It is Zoom, Zoom, Zoom! If you say (laughs) Professor Zoom, people will know who you're talking about, that you are talking about Edward Thon. Does Mazda still do that in their commercials? Like this? No. No. That was awesome. That was. <laughs> you know what? Dude, that's the, like that, their that, black that, that and was white. The cool, that was the coolest slogan phase. for a car manufacturer because it was just so silly. It was like zoom zoom. Like that was awesome. <laughs> they grew up and became responsible. Huh? Aaron. Oh, number You're three. Number three. Number three. No, do it oh. the other voice. What, what was Jocelyn's voice? The little girl. <laughs> oh, not, not the pressure. <laughs> the teenager. Number three. Do your uh, do. Uh, Big Mouth, number three. Oh my god, the <laughs> third one. one. <laughs> Mine's, uh, it could have gone either way, number one or number 60, but it turned out to be number 60. Why the Last Man? <laughs> what? Oh, 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 okay. So it's Why the Last Man. Shit. 60. Alas. 60. That's a runner up for me. Why the Last Man? It's called Alas, number 60. It was the very last this issue. This is the list that I was like, Pretty certain there'd be no crossover on. And so, so I'm it's, sure. it's Brian K. Vaughn, and it was done January 2008. The first issue I was really kind of in debate. Do you go with number one that set everything up, that beautifully laid out the story? Or do you go with the 48 special series that you were, it was like you were waiting for it. This this whole story is so goddamn good, and you were just waiting to see how it ends, and you didn't know where they were going to take you because it was basically the last man on Earth with the last male monkey on Earth. There was nothing else male on the planet by that time, so you didn't know how they were going to do it. So they had to wrap up this series. They didn't have to. This is like this not even fish. To. There's no male fish. No male. The Y chromosome was wiped out. It was him and his monkey. That was it. And what it was is it was it was beautiful. It It was a stunning, beautiful issue that I swear I cried. I was like, oh my god. It everything about it. It's one of the rare ones that I cried with. It is stunning. And they just it just Isn't that more towards the end? It is the oh, last oh, it's one. It's yeah. the last okay. issue. And the, it's a last. Say, I think they only did like around 60 yeah, yeah. issues. And I, I think the issue cover was so beautifully done. And it was kind of. I'm yeah. a sucker for a good finale. Like when something, oh, when something can just so like good. put a bow on something real good. Like because well, I think it's so hard to execute an, an ending. ending. And so when you see one done really well, it's just like, oh, oh, yeah. well, it's beautiful. I think, I think Vaughn had an idea. I mean, think about it. 60 issues. I mean, that's a pretty big run. But in the scheme of things, we know things run for a long time, whether they should or should not. Yeah. And that's the nice thing I liked about Vertigo was like, here's my idea. Here's the story I want to tell. And 
There it is. They Even like Sandman and stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. it ran as long as it needed for yeah. Gaiman to tell his story, but then it was done. And, and yeah, I don't know. It was it was something else about like the whole storyline was able to pull in and make you want to know about these characters. And it wasn't like, yes, it was what happened, right? You still, by the end, I don't think... It's reminiscent of the John's finale of Green Lantern, where they kind of show you this is how everybody ended, mm-hmm. and this is the ending. Where, like, after that, I never kind of his his, his final word on yeah, Green Lantern, and I yeah. never needed to read a Green Lantern after that because no. I'm like, it's done. He showed he, me everything. He, he gave you the perfect getting off point if you needed yes. to, yeah. you know. But it was it was beautiful and heartfelt, and I guess maybe that's it. It was. Everything he wanted in that world and everything he was trying to get across the reader, it was that quintessential moment where someone actually did it. And you wrapped up and you were like, oh, man. And you were saddened because you wanted it to go on, but you knew it was the perfect moment to stop. And yeah, yeah, it was stunning. So if you guys really, it's 60 issues of your life. Why the last man? By God, just go for it. If you guys like Saga, get off your asses and... Yeah, Get holy, and it's out there. Vertigo hasn't stopped it. I believe you can still no, they buy. Just they just did a big hardcover not too long ago of all of them. Yeah, Fuck omnibus. off, really? really, all of it. The omnibus looks pretty. I looked at. It can you store. tell when I'm like, okay, we had that. the little bit, and then we had the ones that came out, and they were we like the two, and then, then we have them. like the ones that came out, and then you have the big omnibus books. All I know is it it warmed your heart. And I think that's something rare in a comic book. I need the next versions for Lock and Key of what whatever it is that they're going to do for Isn't the volumes. Because I well, have the, the compendium. some they're doing, the, they're doing the big compendium. Yeah, the yes. compendium okay. is the next That's one, what yeah. I need. And see, that's the thing is you want them my, to match your show. My volume one right? is hardcover and my volume six is hardcover. And but now, the other ones are all paperback. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But do you see your, 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 your ones on the shelf? Do you see how they all match? Yes. I kind of dig that now where you have oh, like, yeah. well, yeah. and some of them, mine don't. Like I still have, we still have like some that are the inner trade paper. I look at some of the, some of the, like, so say, take the Batman omnibuses I'm looking at right now. The like, Morrison ones? Yeah. So they, they all match. They're different colors, but they all match. Yeah. Now, there are certain ones that I've seen over a year because it's, it takes more than three to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Where somebody in the designing process goes, let's change this spine oh, up, and that you're makes like, me who, so mad. Well, who I mean, the fuck did that? Not so much for omnibuses, <laughs> but like just for trades. Where oh they, yeah, they, they change the trade dressing, and it's like volume seven, and then all of a sudden volume eight looks yeah. completely different. Yeah. And it's like, why? Why, would why you did f- you just do that? Well, and then they sometimes <laughs> though, like you'll notice that somebody had to put a really long title. They didn't have to, but they chose to put this odd title on it. That yes, we knew it was, but you could have just put the shorter one, and then the next one is normal. So yeah. along the line, it's like ah, oh, you, and I guess we're nerds and everything, and we want something different. But I happen to like. That, you know, if you're going to get a big book, because now everybody buys a little mm. bit of the trades, right? Back in the day, we'd buy a few trade paperbacks if you really liked the book. Remember, you get the single issues, but if you really liked it, you get And then you, it just evolved. I think Preacher's the one that I have everything. Yeah, Kabuki for me. I did all the have... singles. I did all the trades. Mm-hmm. I did the, hard the bigger trades, the hard covers, and then the absolutes. I was going to say, do you have the absolutes yeah. for Preacher? Oh, yeah. oh, they only did three, uh-huh. so I'm like, I can, I can do that. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's. 
I can't say it enough. If you guys just want a very solid story, go Why the Last Man. Kylie. Kylie. Well, speaking number of preacher, three. number three. <laughs> uh, my number three is uh, Preacher Cassidy Blood and Whiskey. Ooh, nice. This is a little one-off that they did telling the origin of Cassidy the Vampire. I don't know if it was necessarily the origin. Maybe it was. Um, the, the main part of this story is him basically searching for another vampire. He's, he's never really come across another vampire in all this, mm-hmm. all these years he's been around. I didn't know there was vampires in Preacher. Uh, Cass- mm-hmm. Cassidy's a vampire. No. Um, but he's basically the only one. Yeah. It's not like a world where there's, I mean, it's a world yeah. where there's vampires, but you don't see any other vampires. Yeah. Um, so in this uh, one shot that they did, he goes to New Orleans and he discovers another vampire. <laughs> and at first he thinks the guy is not for real because he's he's in the old mansion and he it's very much interview with the vampire <laughs> yeah. like vampire Lestat he's dressed in the Victorian era clothes and yeah. you know he he it's it's he's what Cassidy calls is a wanker he's just oh, kind of a wanker mm-hmm. and so they he's become a bit of a wanker yeah so they become friends and they hang out for a bit and and uh, the more Cassidy learns about this guy because he's he's very excited i mean the reason he stays with this guy for as long as he he does is because mm-hmm. he's been all over and has never found another vampire and he's finally found one after all these years and he's trying really hard to like the to like this guy and finally at the end he just he's he's, really he's such like a poser guy. and a wanker <laughs> the very the end of this story is he knocks the I can't remember if he drugs him or if he just flat out knocks him out, but he drags him up to the roof and nails him hand and feet to the roof. And then he just sits there and watches the sun come up and watches the, you know, and he's just like, sorry, dude, you're a douchebag. You you need to go. Ruthless. (laughs) And so, yeah, he, the one vampire he found in all the, all his travels, he couldn't handle it it and just killed him. Oh, wow. Well, that's a bummer. But again, Preacher, that's my favorite book of all time. <laughs> yes, it is, and it's shit. good. Oh, yeah. It's dark. My it's number fucked, three. fucked up. Your number three. Tyler's number three. Number three. Number three. Number three. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I mentioned off my... <laughs> before we started, um, that it would have been easy for me to just do five Superman issues. For this, and so Superman. I... <laughs> for the bad, who has everything? No. Oh. Um. So this is my number three is uh, Action Comics seven hundred and seventy five. Superman. It's written by Joe Kelly yes. and drawn by okay. Doug Mankey. Um. This uh the the title of the story is what's so funny about truth, justice, and the American way. Uh. It, it's like oh, a, a it's like an oversized like a forty page issue of Action Comics because it was an anniversary. That's the one. Um. It was later adapted into Superman versus the Elite. Yes. Um, oh, okay. The animated movie. Really? This yeah. is on your list. Yeah. Okay. Um, because it, it's it's Joe Kelly using this story to kind of like talk about the the group of people out there that find Superman to be very outdated. There's not a place for Superman anymore in a modern world. It, too much of the Boy Scout. Superman worked in the 30s and 40s. Doesn't work anymore. 
Um, and he's he's challenging those ideas to show you why no Superman's actually more relevant now than he's ever been. Did they do an animated movie of this? Yes. Yeah, Superman versus the Elite. Okay, so yeah. I, I'm I pretty about. sure that's the last one I saw. Of the DC it's really movie. good. It's really good. It it's was really good. good. Yeah. Um, there, there's this uh, new new group of these superpowered characters that show up. They call themselves the Elite, who's led by this guy named Manchester Black. He's a douchebag. But. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're very much like uh, we kill the bad guys. Yeah. Like we go in, we take care of the problem, and we fit, we solve the problem permanently. And the public starts rallying around these guys. Like, these guys are awesome. Like, And they, they start talking about like, oh, yeah, you know, everyone just locks these guys up, and then they get out and they kill more people. And it's kind of like the old argument about like, isn't, isn't the Batman somewhat responsible for the Joker's victims because every time he lets him live he kills more people or whatever kind of that philosophy kind of thing yeah there's just there's a really good conversation that i love in this book where it's it's clark and lois um in the movie they changed it to them sitting on the couch in the comics they're laying in bed together for whatever reason warner Bros. didn't want to have them laying in bed together they're not how dare they yeah but uh there there's part of it where he He's like, I just don't understand why why people, you know, like these guys so much. And I, I don't know how to get through them that there's a better way. And Lois, she goes, well, there, there's just some people out there that think, you know, bad people deserve bad things. And he goes, well, what do you believe? And she goes, I I, I don't know. You know, and it, it, it really just like and then Superman has to go to these lengths to show why he carries the philosophy that he has and why that's still important, you know. Because, again, we can't just, you know, it's kind of like the whole thing. Like, if you kill a killer, then the number of killers in the world remains the same. Mm. So, yeah. Super, uh, Action Comics 775. What's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way? Great comic. Does it... Now I, now I'm remembering this. I think you're the one who lent me the DVD. Yep. Um, does it follow the... Because th- this is my problem with the yeah. DC. I think the, most of the animated different. stuff is it, it, they It, it they follows really... it really well. Actually, this is one of the few cases where I would argue that the movie is probably better than the book. Okay. Because the book is only 40 pages. You know, uh, the movie actually expands a lot more. It, like, it does what's in the book and more. Okay. Like the movie kind of gives more of a back history for Manchester Black. None of that stuff's in the book at all. But sometimes with like, say, The Killing Joke. Oh, yeah. more you, it ruins it. A yeah, little. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, th- th- this one's very faithful, and it also expands on what okay. was already there. So, well, especially when they did the more with Batgirl. the Batgirl stuff, yeah. like that's not what we needed more of. <laughs> if you wanted to do more, it should have been Batman yeah. and Joker stuff. Nobody asked for that. Oh, I just had this image no. of Joker straddling Batman. No. And- <laughs> no. You stop it. Stop Say it right there. Cheese. <laughs> oh, God. Now we know what he was really pointing the camera at. Come on, guys. Oh, man. Oh, Mary. Mary. Kylie. Uh, what is your number two? Gosh. Okay. Hold it together. Listen. Terrible. My number one and number two are actually a tie. Okay, I so you guys didn't have a number system. I know, but it's if we saying. want to have I a number it's system, guilty. it's like this weird thing now. She's down to one and two. Which one does she say first? Yeah, because if she says one first and then she feels bad because number two, yeah, I understand, Mary. Just go I was with one. Long and three right was now. At number one, so I think she's already failed. 
Well, now you should just throw a listen. Just choose the one on the list. Listen, Kylie, I feel like you should know me enough that you should know that my top three are all the Flash stuff. I figured we'd come in with five uh, Superman stories from Tyler. Well, obviously, we're not There was a point where I'm like, Mary's just going to choose five lock and key issues. I I told her five ice cream man issues. (laughs) I thought about those. Um, So that's why I chose ice cream man and, and a Flash. Not Flash. But my last three are all. Well, give me the the number two. Just put the list on. Number two and number one. Please know that these are ties. These are ties, and I cannot choose between them. But the first one that I will talk about is. Just choose. Number two. Oh, which one do I want to talk about? Just choose one, because I'm not judging. Okay. The Flashpoint Reverse Flash. Oh, my God. That was. That was good. That's the one that I'll talk <laughs> about. <laughs> first. It was. It was good. So if you don't know about, if you don't know what this issue is, it's about the Reverse Flash, Yberthon, and he pretty much he goes through like he's trying to figure out a way to get rid of Barry Allen, but then he finds out well, I can't get rid of Barry Allen because if Barry Allen doesn't exist, he doesn't become the Flash. Then I never exist, and I never become the Reverse Flash. So in this issue, he's actually going through Barry's life and he's messing with his life um, in small ways to make him more miserable. Doomsday Clock, yeah, where he's kind of messing with things here and there. Yeah, he he basically settles for fucking with Barry as much as he possibly can without. In, with influencing him. him becoming the Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he could not influence him. Because Things if like he did having... influence him, then he, he would, wouldn't exist. He wouldn't yeah. have existed. And if he doesn't exist, but then he still... doesn't prevent it. So then it still happens. Things so like he's... making him get hit with a baseball and stuff like yeah. that. So he's yeah. still petty enough to mm-hmm. want. But he's so, oh, so yeah. petty. He is so. He petty. may be the pettiest, like one of the most petty supervillains out he there. He is so petty. He's my favorite. <laughs> he's my favorite. Uh, speedster villain for the Flash because I don't know what it is his pettiness like <laughs> no, it, speedster yeah. villain yeah Speed's there should only be one of them I know. no there's there a can lot be of them and you know <laughs> <laughs> but so he goes out of his way so is it like uh, would you say Dennis the Menace for like Dennis the Menace. <laughs> um, I mean no, give Thon a little more credit <laughs> than Dennis the Menace well I meant <laughs> Dennis the Menace. No, no, no. I see where she's coming Thank from you. with that. Okay, like, okay. Like, oh, yeah, the reverse flash. He's a real pain in the ass. Oh, you mean like Dennis the he's Menace? like Lucy pulling that football away. <laughs> uh, yes, but Thank you, killing uh, people. Well, I know that, but I meant, you know what I mean? Like, he, I understood what you were saying. Thank you. Yes. yes. But yes, but with like killing people, <laughs> pushing a, him down the stairs. Things like that. Well, He'll he do that. He couldn't I kill anybody. The, yeah. He couldn't kill anybody that's close, close to him. No, because he can't change okay. any of the so timeline. If he if he ended up changing something enough that Barry Allen did not become the Flash, then he wouldn't exist. So therefore, he wouldn't have prevented it. So that's kind of where that. So how catches. does he know when he changes something too much? Because he'll see yeah. it happen. He's he's like. He's like outside of the time, uh, yeah. just enough. Ia Barthon exists outside of the time stream. Yeah, oh, that's okay. why he can't die. Mm-hmm. Like, like they they kill him in Flashpoint, 
but that's just a version of him. There's another one. Well, like, I mean, they've like killed he, him a couple he, of times, yeah, actually. But, like, but he never, he's never, he's, di- there, there's always another one. He exists outside of time. So it's like you killed one. There's another one from this time. Yeah, so here. it's like he goes through, he tries to prevent him from becoming the Flash, but he can't do that. So then he's like, oh, well, then I'll just go after the person that he loves, which is uh, Linda. And he's like, no, I can't do that because no matter what, he'll always find a way, which is where we go into uh, he snaps his neck, which would go into the flash, the trial of trial, trial of, of Barry, fl- Allen, trial yeah. of Barry mm-hmm. Allen, uh, where he's put on trial for murder. And then uh, so then he's like, hey, so I can't do those things, but I can do these other things, which lead into the whole flashpoint mm-hmm. paradox. And it's Barry's fault that Thawne exists outside of time. Yeah. Because mm. because he was in the Speed Force during the flash, because technically Barry Allen causing the flashpoint should have uh, rejected Thawne from existence, right? Because he he goes back in time, saves his mother. He never becomes the Flash, mm-hmm. so the Reverse Flash shouldn't exist. But he was already outside of the time stream when that happens. Now he just exists in this never-ending time loop that he just he's he's everywhere he's all at there. once. Yeah. yeah. He's like so rather than doing almost. anything, he enjoy well he enjoys messing with Flash. But yeah, that's his whole reason to exist. His but, whole, yeah, but he could do something different. He just doesn't. He can't actually. I don't think. I think he's continuously always in this loop, which is where reading this issue is like oh, like mm. really interesting. Is this to read the one with the it. fucked up numbering? Yeah, yes, yes, this is what, it's this the one where it's up. one so, of three, but, was, but there's only ever one. But yeah. it, but that was on purpose. Yeah. Because the way the book ends, you, there's not going to be anything else yeah. after that. Yeah. So I had, uh, this is what I wanted to bring up. This is what I was looking for. I'm like, what was it? What, was it one of three or what? Yeah, it's they, one of three. Because they told you something on the cover and it yeah, wasn't Yeah, it was one of three. And yeah, I, was, I remember because yeah. I picked yeah. it up and I was like, oh, I'm going to get two more. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I didn't get anything else. And I was like, I was really mad well, about it. But and if I was you like, read it, you, you got yeah, why. After, after I thought about it, I was like, and oh, I'd, I'd I have get a, it. I had a lot of people coming in like, when's number two coming out? I'm yeah. Like, did you read? I was probably did one of those people. Did you read the first people? one? Because there's not a number two. I was probably one of those people. And then I thought about it more and I was like, this makes that, sense. That was one of the things with the Flashpoint stuff that I really liked. Oh, that aspect yeah. of like, hey, this is going to be the three parter. No, it's not. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. It was cool. It's kind of like they- Jeff Johns maybe gets... Uh, Eobarthon maybe better than almost anybody. Like he, yes. when he writes that character, dude, he really that was one of my favorite issues of Flashpoint. Oh, I mean, easy. all of the, most of Flashpoint was awesome, and it's so short. That's like, right yeah. up there with the it's... Azario Batman stuff. Yeah. Azario, <laughs> Azario. Okay, so that was my number two. In my pasta have more Azario. <laughs> Aaron, what's your number two? <laughs> you guys stop. Stop with your microaggressions. Yeah. Micro-aggression. Microaggressions. Because if you at home could see, I'm dagger eyes at douche number oh. one and douche number two right here. What happened to you? Which one am I? Douche number two. Tune? Two. Two. Oh, my God. Shut up, which means, yeah. which, means, which means you're the poopy one. Okay. Wow. Well, to be honest, number two could be a little wet, too. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. <laughs> number one. No, number, no, two. number two. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Number two. Yes, right. But what are um, you now? 
I'm just, I'm just monster. trying something different. <laughs> yeah, he's every just time. trying something different. Um, my number two is the Batman Adventures Mad Love by oh. this Paul was almost Denny on my list. And um, Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim. It was happened in 1994. It was happened. It was happened. It was happened. <laughs> well, in, in 1994, yep. I got it, and it was okay. So Harley Quinn. It was one of those moments where cartoons made the comics, right? It's very rare. You don't see that a lot. And Harley was... Oh, is this where they brought that. in Harley? Harley was okay. based on the cartoon. Yes, I know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Mad Love was Harley, and it was... Well, a, I mean, there's a couple characters I didn't that, realize that come what we were from talking the animated about. Sorry. <laughs> Mad Love was Harley. X-23 is, being another big one. It was just trying was to be Harley. X-Men Evolution, yeah. And it was, it was like watching... Okay, take that back. Uh, someone mentioned, I think it was when we had uh, the artist for the Simpsons comics come, and he was mentioning that when they did uh, Itchy thing? and Scratchy, Bill Morrison, Bill oh. Morrison <laughs> that they actually did Itchy and Scratchy for a couple comics, and they realized it's cool on television because it goes so fast. Mm -hmm. In a comic... <laughs> And you're watching it like him cut his face off. Yeah, yeah. but it's a in little a comic, gruesome. it's a little bit different because that blood and gore. It's, it works face. if you don't have to look at it for too long. When it's just a still image, like this feels oh, grotesque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the first time you saw Harley in a com comic issue, and she kicked ass. And, that, and this was the, the official debut of her mm -hmm. origin story yeah. as well, which was later adapted into an episode of Batman the Animated. Because, I thought it because was, this yeah. comic sold so well. Mm -hmm. They I adapted it. Was it the other way? Wasn't no. Harley first? No. In the in the yes, in the yes. Show. Yeah, but, yeah. but but the the oh. Mad Love comic oh, yeah. was Sorry. that was then adapted into an episode of Batman the Animated Series called Bat called yeah. Mad Love because so, it's so sold because the comic sold yeah, so well. They did that comic. They did. It was a Batman. So if you talk to like the first appearance people. There was a Batman animated series comic book. I think it's like issue eleven. That's the, technically the first appearance of it's Harley the one in the that comics. Got Batgirl on the cover, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they did that awesome one with the Alex Ross cover that I think it was just Harley, oh, yeah. God, which, beautiful. which in my opinion was the first comic uh, appearance of Harley. But her first in canon appearance is in No Man's Land. I know that. So wait, yeah. am I off? Did she not show up in the cartoon? First? Yes. Yes, she did. Yeah, okay, she did. thank she, you. Her, her first appearance is in an episode called thank Joker's you. Favor. I was all yeah. like, what the? Um, she's not even named in that I've episode. She's just in the script. She's just henchwoman, Joker's henchwoman, and Joker's, just, Joker's favor. Were like, she's awesome. But, but I uh, guess it was that moment where... Mad Love's amazing. We, I lo Bruce Timm's art yeah. in Mad Love is so good. It's real good. Well, you knew he was awesome in the in the animation, right? Like, that's what I kind of digged about this relationship is Bruce Tim, I think, had this animation in the cartoon. And I think he was very lucky into moving it over into comics. I mean, it's kind of... I don't know how rare that is, but he just... It was so... Pretty rare. Cool. Like, Bruce Tim like, yeah. did some amazing shit. And I, the Avengers comics kicked ass. But I remember when Mad Love came out, it was such a fun story, and she loved him. I mean, it was just this Mad Love, Plus you I get guess. Harley in the famous uh, red teddy. Oh. This was the, uh, the the famous line of uh, Puddin', <laughs> don't you want to rev up your Harley? Yes! <laughs> which, they, which, I mean, for one, it's impressive they got it here. They got it in the episode of the animated show, too, <laughs> which I'm like, how the fuck did you guys pull that off? <laughs> But she, it was just, it was fun. It was a good 
fun comic that I enjoy thoroughly. And, and her her uh, origin story, I mean, this isn't that old. That means, you know, 25 years old. But it hasn't cha- But, I mean, it's it was saw enough that changed. This was the introduction yeah. of the whole... She was Joker's psychiatrist at Arkham yeah. and everything, and then yeah. eventually fell in love with it. Like, and all that stuff has stayed intact. So I enjoyed it. it works. And, Why uh, change it? I remember when it came out. I have it on my shelf, and I enjoyed it. And it was one of those comic. ones that it's it's not juvenile, but it could have been seen as juvenile, right? Like it had the depth. It's a, but it's an all ages book, though. Yes, I mean, you, that's you, you it. Could, okay, you, yeah. you could hand. Oh, I mean, I don't know. You got revving up a Harley, but it's still. <laughs> Yeah, but it was just fun. For the most part, you could hand that to a kid and feel, for the most part, pretty fine. So as long as, you know. When was Alex Ross, the cover on our, the one that we have framed in the it's house? It's mid-90s somewhere. Was yeah, that? It's, it's yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I think Harley is a fascinating character. Yes, they could take her really bad. And yes, they could do really good. But that mad love. It's the quintessential. And it oh, was yeah. enjoyable. And I, I yes. can't call myself a Harley fan, but you can't beat that original that 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 original incarnation it's of harley fun. is is perfect well i think Paul arlene Dini, sorkin is the voice it, it just it works so much in, the, I think in the, it's those the, original the writer episodes. and the artist scene too though because for some reason they always worked well together and it looked really good so if you guys have a chance it is uh it's pretty freaking yeah, cool that that one came close to to being on my list did mm-hmm. it really so, yeah so that that was oh, one I I, I I looked at quite a few times Kylie, number two. Number two. Number two? Number two? I don't like that one. That was dumb. Wow, got Number two. What was the original way you did it? I don't know. How did I do it? It was more Batman-y, right? Yeah. So, my number number two two is Batman, (laughs) issue number five, by Scott Snyder. That's the one that I knew was going to be on (laughs) you, (laughs) Goddammit. I was like, there's no way Kylie's not putting that labyrinth issue on his Face the Court Part 2 is the name of the story, and it's when he is trapped in the labyrinth. Is that the... the, Yes. Okay. The one that goes around. Because you can't see my hand motions. His eyes are all (laughs) bloodshot and shit. And he's like going insane. He's like, I'm so thirsty, but I can't drink the water. The water's going to fuck with me. They put this water here and trick me. I know you did. (laughs) Um, I, I think this one sticks with me because I, since I collected comics from 12 years old, I read Batman. I read all the Batmans for so long. All the Batmans. when Grant, well, yeah, with, but so many Batman titles. <laughs> Batman and Spider-Man, they really put a dent in my wallet oh, as a yeah. kid. <laughs> um, but when Grant Morrison came in, it just kind of fucked me and I didn't read Batman. I was done yeah. at that point. I'm like, no, I don't need this anymore. So... This was so early on with my, like, my... my Reinvigorated love. Yeah, Batman. there you go. It, it, perfect. Um, I feel so nervous. when I hit this issue, and very early on in the series, issue five, when you hit that issue and he's going nuts, he's, you know, he's been down the labyrinth, he's going crazy, he's starving, he's dying of thirst. Yeah. And then you hit that point, like, when you flip that page and it's upside down my first thought was oh fuck i got a misprinted issue yeah but no like the first thing i did was like you you hit that thing and you're like okay let's go to the issue that it's connected the, the page yeah. that it's connected to and you're like well no they wouldn't that, have misprinted that page which should be upside down too yeah so at that point i'm like oh no this is how it's supposed to be so yeah. you flip the book and you read it upside down you flip the page and then you 
you now you flipped it sideways. Yeah. And you read it. That was so cool. And then read. you flip the page again. Now you're flipping it again. And you're going. It's it, it I had the feeling that I was kind of going a little crazy reading the book while he was going crazy. And yeah. it just everything just hit on all Which levels. Which is definitely for what me. they're going for, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was it was awesome. I remember listening to an interview with Scott Snyder where he said, like, he's like, oh, we were scared, like the week or so before that book came out because it was like, okay, they gave us the okay to do it. But he's like, I, I had doubts. Cause like, are people going to get this? Is uh, Are people going to, he said like, are people going to think they got messed up books? Like, are they going to get that? This was an intentional thing. And well, and I think I said, it took me just, to, it took me a few seconds to realize it wasn't intentional. Same. Now reading reviews in this day and age, mm-hmm. like there's people that are like, I'm sure this was great, but reading this on my laptop or on my, PC doesn't work. I'm like, it wasn't really made for that. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, well, true. That's where like the electronic would kind of it falters with exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's very curious because not to be a goober, but a goober with independent. Goober. I guess not independent books, but I remember like Kabuki and some of these really odder books. That's what they were doing. You were moving the book. Oh, you'd have to like turn yeah. things sideways, read and stuff, it was and like, panels. I don't think they ever questioned the 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 reader, as in like, will they get? I mean, you either move the book or you don't read the goddamn story. Well, I think story. nowadays that's something they have to take into consideration that this is going to be digital. That, you know, oh if shit! It, it, like off the bat, I guess you're right. The medium, digital. but and that's what's interesting to me is I I know a lot of books that play with that, and maybe that's why it's so much fun with actually holding something in your hand they can make you do they can make you follow the story take advantage of the medium yeah and yeah. follow well the this story. was one that i remember reading and digital digital was just kind of coming about you know it was it wasn't what it is now yeah. but you know it was it was getting a, a a stronghold but i remember thinking if i'm reading this on my tablet and i go to flip it it's gonna. It's turn. just gonna flip mm-hmm. with Probably it. Gonna auto-rotate, I'm like, yeah. well, that that's just you're just not gonna. I've get never this, read that issue. You're on not gonna get the same sensation. I think. I, I yeah, I was as holding that comic it. in your hand. I don't know. I've never read that com that oh, issue on comicsology. All I know is that's it is kind of an interesting thing where. Plus, Greg Capullo's art. Is, oh, I mean, oh it, he's yeah. beautiful. God. He's beautiful. No, the artwork. Oh, he's beautiful. Oh, I meant his artwork is beautiful. He also looks like he could fuck you up, but or I mean, he could fuck you up. Uh, but yeah, that that was definitely going to be on my. That's list, a good one. Yeah. I like that one, Tyler. You're number two. My number, number two. two, Superman. No, um, oh, my number two is. Could I guess it? No. This is <laughs> slapping the face. Wow. This was one no, that I, that no, I, that I did yeah. see on a lot of people's lists online. Um, Spider Man. It's a <laughs> slap in the face. It's a Ultimate Spider Man number thirteen. Oh, good girl. And uh, th- this this issue is titled Confessions. When it comes um, out to Mary Jane. Yeah, the, the, the whole issue takes place in one room. The whole issue no. from beginning to end comes out to Mary Jane. is in Peter Parker's bedroom. Um. Where he he reveals to Mary Jane that he's Spider Man. Oh, I thought he um, came out of closet. And it's <laughs> it, it, it works it works so good in this version of Spider Man that he's he's fifteen Aww. and it, it's it, it's Bendis 
breaking out. This is only the 13th issue of the series. They're still yeah. early on. Well, it was a few, and it was a few issues before he even put the suit on. Not till I think it's five or six, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So Bendis is like, yeah, we're not gonna do the whole like, is she whatever like with Mary? Like, we're gonna have Mary Jane know from the from basically the get go. And uh, it, it was awesome because it kept you guessing, like, oh, the, we're we're doing this, awesome, <laughs> you know, because it was just yeah. it was breaking away from because this is its own universe, Spider Man. They get to do it however they want, um, and it, it's just it's Bendis doing what he does best, and it's just dialogue. It's just the whole issue, just two people in a room talking, and he's so good at writing yeah. characters that feel like this is the way people talk. Except in Superman. And that's so how you get away good. with a Spider-Man comic for five issues without him being Spider-Man. Yeah. Because it's written You're, so okay. well. So good. And th- this important. is why this is a this should be just a spin-off of the Responsible Man podcast, because you can't have a top five list without having an ultimate Spider-Man comic it's on that true. list somewhere. Exactly. And just all, saying, just all, saying, girls, just saying. For a little comic you, relief, you, you, to break up some of the tension, you get Aunt May constantly busted in and be like, there's no hanky-panky going on in here, right? <laughs> right? And like, oh my God, get out of here. And then uh, they have a really funny moment at the end Finger where bang. where after, uh, you know, he tells her who he is and everything, and she's like, okay, well, I gotta go. And uh, Aunt May comes up. And in and, and Ultimate Spider-Man, Bendis... Uh, youths her up i guess a lot more she's she's like maybe like her mid 50s she's not like this 90 year old frail woman that that she was prior to yeah you know like like she's she's kind of hip still but at the same time she's old old fashioned right it'd be about our age and uh like right as mary jane's leaving we can have a spider-man uh (laughs) right as mary jane's leaving she comes up and she's like She's like, I just, I just hope that you guys know about protection and stuff. He's like, why the hell would you say that? <laughs> and she's like, well, do you know what it is? Nothing's He's like, yes, I guess I know what it is. Uncle Ben told me about it. I know what it is. <laughs> and it, it, it's just, it's really good. They feel like such real people. All, all the characters, I've said this before. I think every, all the versions in Ultimate Spider-Man, those are my favorite versions of all those characters. That's the best Aunt May. Reality. That's the best Mary Jane. That's the best... Jonah Jameson, it's the best. You know, I, I like those versions of those characters, every single one of them more than the 616 Marvel mm-hmm. Universe versions. So mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man, can't recommend enough. That whole series is amazing, but issue 13 is I thought it was ultimate. awesome. It's it's good. <laughs> it's spectacular. <laughs> it's friendly neighbors. Is it above? Oh, my God, Mary. Yeah? It's your number. Is is my it Untold one. Tales? Oh. But I bet it's about Flash. It is. I already it's amazing told you guys fantasy. That. I know. I was just, <laughs> I was just <laughs> jumping on that. Wait. Okay, Mary's keep number going. one. It's The Flash. Woohoo. Number one. Written by Jeff Jones. Woohoo. How, how did a Green Lantern not land in the list anywhere? Be- uh, well, I don't, don't want to cut Mary off, but okay. I, I, I'll, I'll just say I, I did contemplate quite a bit, but like his whole thing, it's like, it's such long over Larky. I couldn't think of like a standout like issue per se. It's more like everything was a it's cog a in a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Story. There wasn't a standout issue that I think of like, oh remember this one? It's always like this big long it's interconnecting huge, yeah. thing. Yeah. That's the issue with uh reading trades. Uh okay, so yep, it's from the flash. It's the reverse flash rebirth. It's number eight. It's right before Road to Flashpoint. 
And this is another issue. It's about the reverse flash about Professor Zoom. Uh, and this shows more of his uh, messed up mind, his more pettiness, shows more of his pettiness in his own life. Um, so because the Flash lives outside of the timeline, he is also able to go back into his own life, which kind of creates this whole paradox, loop, yeah. this whole paradox. He's, he's a complete paradox uh, where the Flash this the reverse flash as he's growing up things are changing uh in his life so we see oh at one point in his life he actually had a brother but then his brother was getting more attention or something like that so then future flash reverse flash uh goes Knocks back gets rid of the brother <laughs> like erased him from existence yeah. erased him from existence uh then we go to uh Ebor Thon he's a little older, he meets a lady. Oh, she's got a fiance. Not crap. Oh, then it switches mm-hmm. to no, she doesn't have a fiance. She never had a fiance. And he tries to kiss her and she says, Oh, I'm not going to be into you. I'm never going to be into you. I just think of you as a friend. Oh, well, sh- now it's like she hasn't spoken since she was five. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> it's this it's whole. It's basically like anytime thing, something doesn't go, go right, his it does go his way. He's he like, well, change that. He fixes it, which creates him to become the reverse flash. So if he had to go through those things, he probably wouldn't have became the reverse flash. So it's right. like this whole paradox. And of, it shows like how deeply disturbed of an individual he's so he is. Like, the more you read oh, yeah. it, you're like, oh, this guy is like. Yeah, if you listen fuck, to his inner uh, monologues, like, you listen to how he speaks to the people around him. It's like he has been messed up his whole life. Like the first couple of times, like, oh, look, guy in a funny yellow costume. Then you're reading, like, oh, this guy's fucking going to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. And this is also, like, another, like, uh, like we didn't know too much about Edward Thon before. Um, and so this is uh, Jeff Johns bringing more information about the character to make you, like, actually be like, oh, this is a this is a messed up guy. Like, there's reasons for why he's so messed up. So I'm up. curious. Uh, Kylie's a big time travel. Like, he loves yes. the time. Yeah, so. yeah. Paradox is, like, going back in time. So for you, I can see where you may like, like, well, if they go back in time here and they change this. So do you like a lot of the time? I love time stuff. Yeah, me and Kylie, we, we t- yeah. always, t- yeah, that's why yeah. we like dark so much. Yeah, no. There's a point. <laughs> there's, a, yeah. there's a point where it's cool. And then there's a point where it's like, you gotta be shitting me. Then there's a point where it's dark? Yeah. It's, oh. Yeah, dark is like, uh, that That television series was like, it pissed me oh. off. Yeah. There's a was... point where like in shows or like in comic books, it's like, you have to determine what is their version of time and the timeline. Yeah. So, and then once and then, you can yeah. figure that out, then it's like, okay, go with that. But it's well, not always going to be the same. Well, I mean, And, and DC breaks that so much they especially do. with the flash like they never even follow their own rules yeah well i meant like so you in, just can't think too hard about it true. yeah well you can you just kind of like doesn't go make with the sense flow. it, it like, hurts right, yeah. yeah so even dark, with like the television series mm-hmm. I, I mean i'm i'm with kylie on the time stuff it's up to a point and then it gets ridiculous and you're like oh come on <laughs> and dark had like 15 different time jumps and god bless kylie he held on and i was like yeah it wasn't 15 Oh, come on. At the there most, was, there was there three. There was three in an alternate universe. Oh, fuck off, guys. Are you serious? <laughs> no, there was two in an alternate universe. No, there was there was three different timelines. They went back three different Yeah. Points. Oh, I'm sorry. You were talking uh, about years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was yeah, talking yeah. about yeah, universe. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. 
one. I'm okay no, with three, them jumping three back overall once, guys. universes. Yeah. And three. Yeah. yeah. Let me put it this way: once I figured <laughs> out what Donnie Darko was, I can handle that. But when it starts going like again and again, I'm like, Dick. Back to just... the future. Can you do Back to the Future? Yes, oh, yeah. I can. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there are some things where you're just like, let it go, dude. No. Just let it ride. And some of it's like, you don't have to be this complicated to be enjoyable. And yet they go for it. So I'm glad Kylie has a, like a homie in this. But <laughs> I can see where the flashpoint, you gravitate towards that curiosity of we just go one step further. If we mm-hmm. tweak just this one more thing. For me, I'm like, really? Wouldn't you just want to like be a good Because who hasn't or... fantasized about being able to change time at least once? Like you're like, oh, what if I could have a redo of that again? You know, yeah, like that true. that's something but that everybody But then you realize that when you fuck with time, it's just gonna fuck with you, right? Does anybody have common sense that you yeah. can't really mess with time? Has anybody realized this that but you don't know until you do it? And, Which is and, why the flashpoint exists. Oh, shut up, and dude. and the flash <laughs> makes it literal too, where it's like the more you fuck with time, where it's like it's a time stream that every time something's altered, it cracks to some degree. Mm. So it's like the timeline becomes fractured at some point, where it becomes like unstable. So like it literally breaks down the more you fuck with it. So no, no. it just cracks me up. Anyways, that is a really good um, issue. There's a great Stephen really King is. book about time travel. Um, What's it called? Oh my god, it's the assassination of JFK. I can't remember the exact date at oh. the moment. Oh, it's the one. Okay, no. like but, Umbrella Academy. No, it's no, not. but that's that's the na- that's the title. It's like it's the date. Okay, and the guy um, keeps going but, back, right? But nineteen sixty-two. But it it there's a big thing in that where like you when you push back on time, it pushes back on you, and mm-hmm. it will. Like you're not supposed to be there doing this, so it's gonna try. It's gonna drop a building on you. It's gonna do stuff to make you not. Ooh, be. I like yeah. that. And like, cool. it's really like good. The, the universe is it telling you to get the fuck out of it. I like that. And they did. They did a movie, James. Well, mini series, and James Franco is the main character. Ooh, they did I a good James job Franco. with it too. Oof. So I yeah. Love James Franco. yeah, time is a tricky little beast, isn't it? That's probably my favorite thing about the Flashpoint series is that like through uh, at least through the, the main the main fi- the main five issues i just throughout the whole thing Barry's very much like something's issue. wrong yeah. thon <laughs> must must have messed with everything That's like we, we we have to find the reverse flash he's got to be responsible for this i no one knows who but, i am and then when you thon doesn't come back to the series to like the fifth issue or it's the, the last page of the fourth issue where he says barry what have you done and then the fifth issue where it's like Yo, Barry's like, I'm going to stop you. You're going to fix everything. He's like, oh, this is beautiful. You don't even realize what you did. I didn't do anything. This was you. Yeah. And to, to see, like, sometimes you kind of want to see him win a little bit. Like, like, <laughs> like, it, like it, it's it's fun to see Thawne's so happy. He's just relishing this moment. Like, oh, You're this is so great. Like, oh, you don't even realize this is your point. fault. Flashpoint, I feel like, is so underrated. Nobody talks about it, and everybody just wants to focus on, oh, Barry Allen wanted to save his mommy. Like, yeah, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, God I have... And my focus on Flashpoint is like, Thomas Wayne's a bad motherfucker. (laughs) I have have very strong opinions about about Flashpoint. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) I will argue with anybody. 11 is the Stephen King book. But okay. That's the only, that's the only thing one. I'll ever argue about is Flashpoint. Crikey, oh. Aaron's number one. Well, let's go. I do have two on honorable... Take the Academy? Men- 
I watched it. I want to thank the camera. Well, she was sitting there with her little card, and it was like, <laughs> I just need to say fuck you. <laughs> I could have done this without God, my Lord and Savior. Oh, no. But I'm just saying, I do have two honorable mentions, so okay. I wouldn't mind to say that. But number one would be Sandman Collector, issue number 114. It happened in 1990. It was one of the first issues I read that was extremely dark. Mind you, at that time, I was not even graduated from high school. I didn't really... I probably read this issue when I was in high school. Don't get me During wrong. During your goth phase? Yeah, probably. I'm not going to lie, guys. <laughs> yeah. But it was... Even now I look back, well played on their part. It was the idea of Sandman and the world has his different brothers and sisters death destruction and they all start with the god bless them desire i couldn't have done the the math on that one but what happened was it it was this this issue is the serial killers um convention all of the serial killers it's very like killer con Mm -hmm. (laughs) they just they all come together at this serial convention and it's a very nice hotel. When we say serial convention, then I think like, oh, Captain Crunch. Yeah, and, and they're all these serial killers. <laughs> two cans on the sand. And they all come in and they kind of, it's like their little thing. Fuck, that's two cans of And <laughs> it's one of the most fucked up issues that you could see. And it still holds up. And even oh. now where uh, one of the, I can't remember, Kylie, if you remember. It was one of the, it's Corinthian, one of the desires kind of like. Um, lackeys gets out because everybody's kind of gone asleep and it's basically this he's out there eating the Corinthian has the eyeball thing it was really fucked up but you have all these serial killers out there and they just come to this convention they're all in like little ties they're like seriously like the panels as if it's a scientific group and by the end of it, though, it gets even more fucked up because the Samnite comes in trying to pull all of the brothers and sisters together to wake them all up. And so by the end of this issue, if you guys have a chance, I know Sandman's old school now, I would guess. Oh, I, but it's still... It's a classic, though. They just is did it? an audible uh, Which is supposed to be it. amazing with James McAvoy yeah, and Cat yeah, Dennings. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing a Netflix oh, okay, series, good. which... They've come out and said it's going to take place in modern day, which I well, don't know about that's that. Kinda, but, mm. but if you guys, I mean, it was for Sandman's me. Sandman's a classic. You should right. Check it out. It, for me, it was that moment where. It was hailed as a classic almost immediately when it came. It was one of those that was like, people knew a good thing when they saw it. I don't it. know yeah. how to explain it. It was, it was a normalcy of that ish, issue where it was seriously, because my doctors go to conventions, right? You. And then here are these serial killers just talking to each other. They all knew each other. It was like this gunko. And then the Sandman comes. I mean, they're fucked by the end of it. They leave knowing there's something wrong with them. But that issue was just, to me, it was the first time I realized of how skewed comics could take things. How um, you read it and you felt, oh my God, they can take this most normal thing make it so devious and evil yet you leave with something that's amazing at the same time i i loved it it was uh the first time i mean vertical had a way of doing that so what issue is that again 
Number 14, if okay. you have a chance. And Corinthian was a fucked up little guy, too. He ate people's eyeballs. It was bad. Fucked up. Kylie. You're number one. Carter's number one. Thank you. I don't like that. What are you trying to do? <laughs> do the other one. Oh, my God. Number one. Number one. So my number one is a nostalgia thing for me. Give it to me. Is that a way of saying it's not very good? No, no, no. It's it's oh, it's, it's just it's oh, one okay. of those things like this won't hit anybody's list of a top comic book. I think. Gotcha. Yeah. It's uh, more per- but for it's more me, personal. it's a personal thing. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, it's Uncanny X Men two hundred seven. Oh. It's uh, the title of the issue is called Ghosts. Um, what got me into this basically is so I'm a big horror movie fan. Yeah. Love Nightmare on Elm Street. Like big Freddy Krueger fan. So the the week I went in to open my first comic book hold, um, just looking through their shelf, just finding stuff, uh, come across this Uncanny X-Men book. Un- X-Men back in the day when I was a kid, there was one book. It mm-hmm. was Uncanny X-Men. There wasn't, it wasn't, it was more of a under, no, I wouldn't say underground. I mean, it was a Marvel comic, but more of a cultish. Yeah. It was a, it was a, a niche book basically for mm-hmm. people. It wasn't, up there it wasn't Sp- when you hit, Spider-Man, when you hit the nineties, yeah. when everything's X this and X yeah. that, there was one X-Men book and this was it. And, you know, I went and opened my hold, added what I wanted to do, and then just kind of scanned the shelf to pick what I was going to get, come across this X-Men book and it's Wolverine on the cover. And he's kind of crouched down and he's slashing towards you and he's ripping through mm-hmm. the cover he's ripping yeah. through the title he's ripping through the cover and it was kind of a dark bluish black cover uh and it had the minute i saw it it just reminded me of freddy krueger for some reason oh, he had okay. these knives and he was cutting at you and i'm like oh this is interesting what number is it 207 uncanny x-men 207 yes okay. and so i picked that up so first x-men book i bought from the shelf was this and when you read this book, it's it is about Rachel Summers, who is is she's a phoenix, um, but she's from the future. She's been pulled from the future. Yes, that's the thing. Um, John Romita Jr. and Chris Claremont. Um, but the Jr. Yeah. But the book, but as I read it, the book is very much like a Nightmare on Elm Street. Like she is. Going every time she's going to sleep, she's pulling Wolverine into her dreams. She's having these horrible dreams, and it's always ending with Wolverine killing her. Ooh, and so, yeah. So the more I'm reading this, I'm like, holy shit, this is this is just this is what I saw in this book. And it basically comes down to all that she keeps having these dreams, and it ends with Wolverine killing her. And uh, the end of the book is she goes to she's going to the Hellfire Club to kill Celine, the Black Queen, and Wolverine has come to stop her. And he he's you know it's it's Wolverine he's killed tons of people but he's giving her the big lecture like you're an X Man and you need to be better than this and you can't kill people, and it 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 it's reminiscent of the the Wonder Woman thing um where it's like if you you, if you're gonna stop me you're gonna have to kill me and the very last panel is just a it's just a black panel and it's just the Mm -hmm. that little that sound of him and it's it's him like okay then i'm gonna do it and it was i don't know it it stuck with me it was my first x-men book it was 
what I imagined the cover was when I actually read it, which was pretty yeah. rare for comics back then. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the fact that it like had that whole dream thing going on. I was a big Nightmare on Elm Street guy. It was, I don't know. It, it just, just hit all the right it spots. It hit everything yeah. for me. And yeah, I was a big X-Men fan after that. Oh, shoot. Tyler, my number, number one. one. Number one. Uh, yeah. Dun, dun. My number one is is definitely my, my favorite. I like that, the harmony. <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely my favorite single issue of all time. It's uh, Superman Annual 11 for the man who has it. Called it. Yep. Um, <laughs> I guessed it too soon. This is uh, written by soon. Alan Moore, drawn by Dave Gibbons, right before Wa- the Watchmen team, right before Watchmen. This was the last thing they did together before Watchmen. Um, this is like a year or two prior to Watchmen. Um, it's a, it's a, it's an annual what was the issue. Comic book they did again? Watchmen. 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 Okay. Right before. Right before. <laughs> right before Watchmen. But it wasn't before. But it wasn't before, before Watchmen. But it was before. Watchmen. It was before. But right before Watchmen. But it was not the comic before Watchmen. <laughs> before. But it was a comic book called Watchmen. 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 Uh, okay. But not before. But that's not the comic we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was, yeah. It's not Watchmen we're talking about. It's mm. action comics. Keep okay. going. I'm sorry. We didn't that's like mean to. Say, like, oh, yeah, the Who's coming to concert. The Who? Yeah, the, the who? who. Yeah. <laughs> we purposely did the it that way. <laughs> that was the whole conversation we had, right? Just a second ago. Um, Watchmen. <laughs> Watchmen. <laughs> but this was before Watchmen. Before Watchmen. <laughs> Totally before it did. <laughs> it happened before, and there was oh, a flashpoint, and then we came back before the watch. So the, the main premise of this issue is uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, and uh, Robin, Jason Todd at the time, early 80s, early are, 80s. are heading to the Fortress of Solitude for, for uh, Superman's birthday. Um, and it, they, they have this How whole- How old con- is he? Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> old. They have this whole conversation about like, what do you get for the man who has everything, right? What what kind of gift do you get, Superman? This guy that can do all these things. You know what I mean? Like, what what kind of gift do you get, somebody like that? Um, Polar bear sex doll. When they get there, they find Superman is in this like coma state with Aww. this uh, big plant thing that's wrapped all around him. That's called Poison the Black Ivy. Mercy. Oh, um, and Black he's Mercy. like he's like lights out, right? Light the eyes are on, but uh, no, nothing going on upstairs. Um, no one's home. Yeah, and. Uh, Come to find out, Mongol, Superman's villain Mongol, is at the Fortress of Solitude. He sent this, it's, it's like a plant slash living alien thing called the Black Mercy, sent it to Superman as a gift in a box, and as soon as he opened it, 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 latched, it latched onto him. Latched. And uh, what this thing does is it basically, it shows you what your heart's desire is, mm-hmm. and it creates this fantasy world for you. And the only way to get out of it is you have to realize it that up. it's not real. Yeah, you 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 have to, on your Suck. own, remember that this is not reality. And so for Superman, it's him on Krypton living a life of, with his people that he never got to know or meet. And like Jor-El is alive, and like, man? and he's an older man, but uh, he's considered like this crazy old coot because like, oh, he was the guy that said the world was ending twenty years ago. Remember, yeah, like he, his reputation's gone to shit. He got kicked out of the Council of Krypton and stuff. Uh, but he's married to a Kryptonian woman. He has kids, and uh, the whole time, so Batman and Wonder Woman and Robin get in this big fight with Mongol as they're trying to rip this plant thing off Superman, and they can't. They it won't come off, and. Uh, the, the the best scene in the book is is finally is 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 it Robin in the book? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, Who J- is it's it? Jason Todd Jason Robin. Todd. Who is it in the show? 
Ro- Ro- no, Robin's not. And, and they adapted it into a really, really good Justice League Unlimited Ultimate. episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was but it just it's, it's, it's just mm-hmm. Batman and Wonder Woman okay. that are there. Yeah, there's no Robin there. But uh, the best scene in the book is where uh, Superman is talking to, or I guess Kal-El, right, is talking to this his son that he has. And he has this whole thing where he's like, he's like, I, I remember the day you were born. I held you in my hands. I've, you know, I've been to all of your games growing up and I've done this and this. And I don't think you're real. And like it, he find, and then the reality starts to break down. He has to like give up this life that he's always wanted. And Superman, I think a lot of times comes off as this kind of like gentle giant kind of guy. He's the Boy Scout. When he finally comes out of the Black Mercy and sees Mongol there, he just goes into this rage where he's like, do you have any idea what you've taken from me? Like what I, you know, what I've lost. I, I love that issue so much. And it's, it's there's no filler it's you know it's only like 40 pages it's a short mm-hmm. story that's just perfect there's nothing you'd cut it there's no fat on that story at all you just take it for what and it is. because it was a short issue it perfectly adapts to a 20 minute episode of a cartoon show so and uh from what i've heard that's one of the few adaptations that alan moore kind of has a gave a blessing to like he, he has said that he approved he, he likes that episode of justice huh. league which i mean if his word is worth anything to you, then there you go. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care what he likes or doesn't like, but it's like that's the one adaptation of his work that he was like, good job. They, they did a good job there. So He patted yeah. somebody on Superman head. Annual 11 for the man who has everything. It's a great comic. Can't, uh, can't recommend it enough. Dave Gibbons, obviously, we praise him for the Watchmen issues, how good he is on art. It's, it's fantastic. So, yep, that's my number one. Do right. we have any runner-ups? Can I do my runner-ups? Yeah, any yeah you can do your runner-ups. Do you have any runner-ups? Uh, I mean, I could uh. think of some, but... All right, my written-down <laughs> ones, because it's officially written down. Hellboy, The Corpse, and The Iron Shoes was done in 1995. It is awesome. Mind you. Corpse was yeah. close to being on my list. Was uh, it? Oh, cool. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's in color. It's yeah, a gorgeous... And it was even in the Del Toro, the first Hellboy. It's yeah. when he's dragging the corpse with the chain on his back. Yeah, it's just a. It's a I do have a couple. Yeah, it's just really a good book. And maybe I like Magnolia because sometimes he doesn't even he doesn't even need to talk in his books. Like there is view, very few talking, like little bubbles. Sometimes it's just him, those looks. And considering Hellboy's facial features it's pretty impressive that they can come up with like what they come up with and then my other one oddly enough saga number one by mm. brian k vaughn 2012 yeah. i thought about saga number one so, saga was another one that was kind of like it, yeah. was, it was almost the same thing with the jeff john's it's one thing of those, like what do you pick exactly yeah. it was almost mm-hmm. the same thing as as the jeff john's green but number thing, one where is it was a good like, one i think it was like it it's, yeah. it's such an overarching thing. There's not a standout issue because it's all part but of one. For, big... for me, it, for me, the standout issue would be number one because, because I it remember leads like, to everything. I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna get it because it was Vaughn. Yeah, mm. right. It's like I'm gonna get this Vaughn book. I, staples, I just remember reading, sitting in the store, reading that, and like I said, like you it, it? I wasn't that far into it where I was like, I am gonna go for da- it. I'm, I'm into so this invested, universe. Yeah. I'm. I got it. I know but what you're doing. Was, I see what's happening. I guess here. maybe why I liked it was, you know how some people do the back and forth story where they kind of, I don't know. You always see it in movies and everything where they're like, 
this is what happened. And then they kind of told the the presence and then they kind of go back to the story, right? Like they, the voiceover in the comic, you don't know who the voiceover is and this mm. is my story, right? But oh, by and the, the first issue with Hazel is yeah, the Yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, yeah. but you have that, it is intriguing to the point where you know where you're going. Those Nobody were put my a Watchmen two... issue on there. Uh, well, I thought that would be too obvious. I was really in debate. I was like, I know. I it thought you were going to have times. one. I, I really yeah. did. Honestly, we could do another list um, just like this. Just Kylie, more. what about oh, you? Yeah. What are your, your Ky- runners Kylie, up? an honorable mention I thought for sure would have been on your list would be, um, forgive me if I'm not for 100% on the issue number, but the... Uh, the sex criminals issue with, with with is it two, issue two. with his yeah. origin story that's that's definitely that's, that's one that definitely I, a runner up okay for that's yeah. one I I kind of thought would be on your list and didn't make yeah, it on it didn't make my list it was runner up the other runner up for me was uh, Hellblazer issue sixty three ooh which it one was, it's a Garth Ennis one it's nice. his fortieth birthday party. Uh, he doesn't realize he's going to a surprise party when they take him to his apartment mm-hmm. like all the people. All the all the living people, because if you're a friend of Constantine, you, you eventually don't, you don't be dead. you don't tend to stay around very long. Yeah, uh, but like everybody pops up, like Phantom Stranger pops up, uh, all the people in his world pop up, and one of the one of the cooler ones is at the end, the Swamp Thing comes, and he doesn't realize he was summoned because it was his birthday party because he and Constantine don't really get along that yeah. well. <laughs> And they have an interesting relationship to say the least. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay, I can all stick around. And he's like chilling, like in a, in a kind of like a, 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 he's a plant basically. And at one point he's like, so, uh, cause he's swamp thing. He can, he can grow stuff. And he's like, Hey, can you, uh, can you grow some, some stuff? And the swamp thing grows up some pot and they roll some joints. Oh yeah. 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 What's Garth Ennis? Did you think anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess it's true. Yeah. Any runner-ups? Um, honorable mentions for me would be it's more Flash stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, there's a. I don't remember the issue numbers, but there's a really good issue that goes through the backstory for Heatwave, and then there's a really good uh, anything that has to do with rogues. I love what Jeff Johns does with the rogues. There's this uh, one. It's for. It's called Fallout. And In it's fact, about... there's this book called Rogues, where it's all about the rogues. Yeah. Is it about, about the rogues? The rogues. Yeah. In the book the... called Rogues. Holy yes. Crap. Yes. Is Captain Boomerang in that? It's the rogues it's in that specific one. No. Uh, but <laughs> Son of a there's bitch. one. It's called Fallout. It's a radioactive guy. It doesn't give you a whole lot of backstory. Was he radioactive on... in the Fallout one? Yes. Okay, it makes sense because Fallout. Get it? Yes, he's radioactive. Okay. He's bright green. Uh, Sorry. He's walking around. Funny. There's some good inner monologue from the character Fallout. And then it also shows the compassion of uh, the Flash of being like, like, whatever happened to this guy, Flash knows that like, it wasn't his choice. And he's not trying to hurt anybody. So he tries to help him. So he moves him to the prison where he powers the prison. So that's a good one. I, yeah, I, I didn't really have a like a lot. A lot well, then, of mine came together pretty. Well, aren't you I, awesome? Yeah, I don't have a bunch of. He's pretty good. Mentions, yeah. All right. Ice Cream Man thirteen. Nothing. Which one's thirteen? Was that thirteen the one 13? that went, was the? 
the, pal- the palindrome one. It might. Have I been. really like that one too. It was, it was Pretty really much good. any of the Ice Cream Man ones. Yeah, just read all, all of good. them. You know, it's great. I will always recommend Ice Cream Man. It's always my number one. It's the only one that, besides Something's Killing the Children uh, that I'm reading in actual issues. And I got my my second printing of uh, Ice Cream Man, and I'm very happy about yes, it. I think Volume Five comes out soon. All right. Yes. See, so, I don't have four. I need mm, four. You don't have four. I don't have four. I have three. Number four. Okay. Number four. One, so two, three. I'm sure we pulled it up. And it's, it, it's I have three. I top, looked. Is it the top? What is the weak one? What do we do with the weak? The best one. The best thing about oh. Ice Cream Man. I will go back to our interview with Mr. Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was where I... We interviewed w- Prince? <laughs> Prince. The Prince. Um, when I was mentioning, like, now, maybe I'm looking too far into this, but I'm seeing people in background that I think was in other issues. And Mary's like, no, you're looking too much into that. And he's like, actually, you're not. <laughs> he's like, yeah. yeah. And Mary's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I didn't want to be wrong. And then he, and then he started just like, put him, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like... He's like the the same. He's like the one issue with with the ambulance drivers. They go to the same diner that the guy who wrote the song was in, and it's the same waitress. And this, and you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Yeah. And you start looking at you like, and then it's really this, cool this guy that's in the background back. of this issue was the main character of a previous issue. Yeah. You're like, you mother. That's something that's really cool to like go back through those issues and be like, oh. I think that's what why I preferred reading it in trade. Mm-hmm. Did you you I. I thought I caught more of that stuff. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Certainly in trade you can. Well, that does it for a podcast. Yeah. yeah. But we, we have our picks, right? Are we doing picks? These uh, are five fast, picks. Fast. Really quick. Okay. Fast. These were 20 picks. <laughs> We've already These been going picks. for like an hour and a half. Oh. We did, yeah. We're All going right. on picks. two hours. Picks. Oh, yeah. Kylie, yeah. I'm going to choose. Twilight Zone. Ooh. Perry Mason. No, fuck you all. You guys have HBO now. You can watch Perry Mason too. That was the first time we first like logged in. I'm like, you want to watch Perry? But also, but also, we both shared a good chuckle. Also, CBS All Access has the black and white Perry Mason. Oh, does it really? Has the original? My mom actually watched Perry Mason, and Brandy watched Perry Mason. Both of them really liked it. My mom's a big. I just said this was gonna be real. Yeah, what? This isn't even. Oh, I'm so sorry, but I was gonna say. I thought you were going to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Brothers. Okay, yeah. but I was going to go then with uh, County uh, Frack. Now I'm under Lovecraft pre- Country? Yes, oh my God. It is so good. Please, people, watch mm. it. Lovecraft HBO. Country. Yeah. A, don't talk the, about it. Don't spoil it. No, I'm not going to. Okay. Jeez, I was just going to say that. From the trailers, them. I've seen the monsters look cool as shit. Oh, yeah. But it's awesome. I can't spoil it, but the music is awesome. I've been having a blast. I have like Here. everything from. The oldies, because my mom and we listened to 19. Now it's really super oldies. But they have Marilyn Manson on there. They have Marilyn Manson oldies? is oldies? No, but the oldies are like, shit. I got it. He I got it. But I don't know how to explain. I heard like, I've heard good things. Simone. I've heard good things. Um, the Target one has two acoustic uh, extra tracks. Aretha <laughs> Franklin's on there. Uh, Simone. Kylie. Nina Simone. Nina Simone. Oh my God. Her oldie. I, I mean, anyways, all these are like good, but. <laughs> that's good. Lovecraft Country is awesome. Oh my God, please. Uh, Kylie? Netflix. Oh, yes. Um, This was definitely. I was not the target demographic for this show. It but, was me God, accidentally. But God damn it. it. Watch this show. It's um, fun. Teenage Bounty Hunters. Holy shit. It's unusual. Huh. You will like this. The, the It's so it's well so, acted. So the girls are amazing. 
I have to admit, it was me. Didn't Kylie actually? I don't know if he rolled his eyes, but he wasn't prepared. First, first couple episodes, I'm like, okay, there's humorous parts to this I like, and then it got. But good. I'm definitely not who this show is made for, mm-hmm. and like three or four episodes, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, let's watch this. It That's is freaking hilarious. Atlanta, young teenage girls, probably about seventeen. I would say, I would say, right? High school. Yeah, yeah. and then big Bible Belt, right? And then they were really good and they're rich. And then they happen to realize they're really good about being bounty hunters. Mm. And it's fucking hilarious. And the bounty hunter that they're with, Bowser, he is such a good actor. And he plays so well. And on the phone when they ring, he has a brunette one because they're twins. <laughs> brunette one. And then the other one's blonde one. So when everyone rings, he looks, he's like, oh, the brunette one. He has to answer the phone. And. It wasn't that funny after I said it, yeah, so. but if you, you guys, guys have, have a chance, Tyler? it's freaking hilarious. Uh, Fast. Veep. Okay. Okay. Mary? I said Twilight Zone. Okay. Twilight. There you go. Uh, next week, we'll be back here with uh, Creator Focus on Kevin Smith. Oh. Yeah. Kylie's doing it, right? We're doing just... the notes? I'm doing the notes. Okay. I'm not oh. doing it. <laughs> do well, you know do what it, it is? <laughs> <laughs> Kylie's doing the notes. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Creator Focus, which means Mary has to read a book. <gasps> what? Yeah. I have to read. read. Yes. And it can't be so Guardian it. Devil, because that's what he's reading. What am I reading? Well, you should read Guardian Devil, because you've never read it. I never read it. What's good? Wait, Daredevil? Yeah. Well, why don't you just say Daredevil, people? Because the book's called Guardian Devil. Daredevil. Okay. You want to see the book? Time <laughs> flies almost as fast as Superman. I love um, you. Check Doesn't out all the other podcasts on GNN or don't. We don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just we care. Just we, we care. We love them. We care. No, for real, though. Jeff, I've given up on Nerd Dome because every time I try to do it, I get the internet fucks oh, up and then so I sad. get cut off and it's time he's to move out of the woods. I'm, I'm we're like, the, I'm we're like I'm those done. big companies that are like, uh, uh, the they do a commercial of like, how much they care and then at the end it has the CEO or something being like we care I, I was thinking of the, the South Park one we're sorry we're sorry that's like him later for the, the fireplace sorry <laughs> those moments uh, where you're like turn off your oh, yeah, microphone until okay. next time guys Charlie. my name's Tyler he's oh. Tyler I'm Mary Eric and Kylie see you next week This show is part of the Geek Nerd Network. Geek Nerd Network. Find more shows like it at geeknerdnetwork.com. This is Janet.